1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: So the wolves still stink. They do. Uh, Three and seven in their last ten. But the question is, how bad have things gotten in Minnesota this year? Well, Austin fucking Rivers is now fielding questions about who's to blame for the dumpster fire of the season. Austin Rivers, that is what tells you it is a big old yikes. This is a man who you see a picture of when you Google journeyman. This is a name you see when you Google uh, what does it look like to not even be a fully guaranteed player who's a, a son of a coach. Now he's the go-to guy to tell you what it's like. What, Like, please diagnose dysfunction for me, Austin Rivers. What? Like, we're going to, he's the only one that will speak. Honestly, he's like, can I just get in the press because I know nobody cares about what I'm doing on the floor. Like, this is a guy that we want to see tell us what's wrong in Minnesota. This is what we want. Austin decided, okay, I'm going to go and go right into PR mode. I'm going to channel my father, Doc Rivers, when he says, well, everyone has had an opinion. When Rudy was, was out, it was Rudy's fault. And when then he came back, it was this other guy's fault. And now it's this guy's fault. You know what? It's nobody's fault. It's all of us. Pause. Hold on. So let's break that down for a second. First of all is the admission that everyone has an opinion. Which means that there are now camps emerging, opining, disserting who is to blame. We've got think pieces coming out about who's fucking up this team the most. Meaning that there is no one possibly responsible from a, a like a, there's not a consensus right now. There's so many problems, we don't even know where to turn in terms of how to fix it. Rudy. Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Finch, you get the picture. D'Angelo Russell, you get the picture. Second, the stark and very honest admission is that everyone sucks on this team. Everyone, all of us. Like the, the water boy sucks. The towel girl sucks. Like the broadcast team sucks. We all suck, all of us. This is an organizational disaster. Everyone except for Aunt Edwards. Ant Edwards deserves no blame. He literally is the only one you cannot blame at all. I have opinions on what's happening in Minnesota. We've talked about them before. I will not recover old ground. But things are going to have to change in Minnesota. My God, I don't know how. They've lost six in a row. They lost to Detroit at home. Let me say that again. They lost to Detroit at home without... Cade Cunningham, my God, they are two games back for the play-in spot. They are a worse team this year than they were last year or the year before, and they've got a guy who won Defensive Player of the Year on it. There's a lot of people thinking this would be a top-four team in the West, myself included. Shame on me. Shame on me. And then the Rudy Gobert trade happened, and shit has been awful since. They... They gave up everyone. And the worst thing at all of all is all the pieces that they traded to Utah are bawling in Utah. Danny Ainge continues to fleece. Doesn't matter where he goes. There is always an idiot. It doesn't matter how small the room. There is always one idiot you can fleece in the room, and now we know who it is. Tim Conley. Tim Conley. Utah is still good right now, better than Minnesota. You traded Rudy Gobert, got a bunch of pieces back, plus four draft, plus four first-round picks, by the way, uh, and they're still better. Walker Kessler, more blocks this year than Rudy Gobert as a rookie. Ah! Ah! No! Say it ain't so! Say it ain't so, Doc. That is what's called going from bad to worse. And get this, they might trade Carly. The rumors are starting to surface. I love seeing Minnesota struggle. Now, I they were a team I was rooting for, and then they did this. Michael Pena at the Ringer wrote the following: Having just signed an extension, Towns can't be traded until the summer. But if the Wolves either fail to qualify for the play-in or lose before the second round, pause, th- lose before the second round. Are you thinking this is a team that's going to the playoffs? Hold on. Like, that is one hell of an assumption. So if that's the qualifier for trade Carl Anthony Towns, you might as well just trade him right the fuck now. Now, sir. There's Expect a deafening chatter around Towns' future. There's always a chance Minnesota turns things around by tightening up its three-point defense because that's easy to do and finding a better way to space the floor because that's easy to do with Rudy Gobert but I'm not counting on it Chris Finch also recently said yeah I'm gonna start playing uh the guys I actually just think should be out on the court no matter who they are so that could be Wendell Moore the rookie that's what they say expect more Wendell Moore minutes If you don't know who Wendell Moore is, I don't even blame you, honestly. He's a sort of like a combo wing, undersized wing, played for Duke, rookie. Josh Minot, have you heard that name? Awesome guy who came off the bench and got about 12 minutes a game for Memphis. So, like Memphis basketball, like the college team. Yeah. We're just going to play the young guys' development minutes right now, and you think this is a team, Michael Pena? That's going to the second round, (laughs) sir. So Rudy's been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup. Cat has been out as well. D'Angelo Russell, most overpaid best friend, probably not going to make it. He's going to take a pay cut. And Chris Finch, who not only signed off on the Gobert trade, but actually endorsed the move, has now got the look of a guy with his neck firmly inside of the guillotine waiting for it to drop, looking to the sky for it to drop at any time. So leave it to Austin Rivers, the Wolves' newest spokesperson, to uh, wrap this up in a nice little bow. He said, yeah, we got to go out and get wins. Then the energy will turn, I promise you. We win three, four in a row, and the whole dynamic's going to change. I promise you. Just got to stay with us, man. Keep coming to games. Please support us, and we got to stay with us. More importantly than anybody else, good old chip off the old block, Austin Rivers. Just keep staying with us. Keep watching us bang our heads into the wall. Please stick around. Please support us no matter what. Austin Rivers could be a coach because he might as well have been channeling Doc Rivers. The problem is is that this has already happened, these little win streaks, these little moments. And that did nothing to halt the slide. They beat OKC, the Bulls, the Mavs, before their recent five-game losing streak. So, no, 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 Austin. I don't think three or four in a row is going to change the dynamic, the spacing issues, the lack of the flow on offense, or, or more importantly, the lack of options that you have in order to fix it. The lack of, I think you have two second-round picks to trade. What you about to do with that? What you about to do with that? Poor old Chris Finch. He's going to get fired for no reason other than the fact that, like, this is the only move left on the chessboard. Like, that's literally the only thing you can do. It's a company that's dying and failing, and the only thing left is to make a board shakeup, to to fire the CEO, because you are a bad business. You have no cash flow. You've got a bunch of things in debt. You've got assets that have no ability to move. This is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the only move left is to change the leader. That is so sad. So, so sad. So, uh, weird shit's happening in Boston. Not really sure what to make of it, honestly. Uh, Reports out of Boston last week was that the interim tag would not be removed from Joe Missoula. Eesh! Not exactly sure. Uh, why that is, since up until, you know, pretty recently, the Celtics were the number one team in the NBA. They had the number one defense. Uh, they were having a historically good offense. And I mean, by historically, I mean the best statistically in the in- entire history of the NBA. So, uh, until they weren't, right? Like, people starting to see some of the limitations of our man, our righteous man, our God-fearing man, Joe Mazzula. So what's going on in Boston? They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They have lost ground so fast to the streaking,
0: streaking
2: nets. Nets, by the way, which we will talk about next episode because I didn't have enough time. They have won 10 in a row. These motherfuckers have won 10 in a row. And you know who is not ap- apparently not to be praised for that? Jacques Vaughn, who all of a sudden takes over for Steve Nash and they just start winning games. I digress. Ever since they blew out the Suns on December 7th, who have their own problems, right, things have just been really odd. Blowout losses to the Warriors, which you could probably expect as the Warriors have their number, but then they get blown out to the Clippers. They get blown out. They lose to the Magic twice. No shade to the Magic. They lose to the the Nuggets, sandwiched between a couple of showings against the Bucks and the Rockets. Just a very seesaw, very bad, very good team. So... Last night, kind of a perfect example of this, so I wanted to talk about it because the the weirdness surrounding this team goes everywhere. So the Celtics are, like, currently trying to claw back at this point from a 13-point hole against the Nuggets in Denver. They've got 6.43 left in the fourth. They're trying to figure it out. Time Lord dunks, try to get some energy back into the team. He hangs on the rim. No, no, don't do that, Rob Williams. Don't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, he bends the rim. To the point where they had to spend forty minutes to fix it. I'm like, what's going on here? Why are they interviewing Timothy Mosgoff right now? I'm switching to the game. I'm like, why is a why is Timothy Mosgoff being interviewed? I don't know, why are there multiple ladders on the court? Why is there a random guy with a level? Why am I seeing zoomed in b- like level bubble? Like, it's just moving back and forth. I'm, like, fascinated. I don't even know why. The 40 minutes of this, and you know what? They still didn't even fix it. They had to bring a new rim out. They had to bring a hand wrench out. These are not lies. This is really what happened. I watched it. They had to find random people in the crowd to interview. It's just like players trying to stand up stay warm. They're doing jumping jacks on the side. They're running back and forth. Jokic was doing wind sprints. First time I've ever seen Jokic sprint for no reason. So then they finally get the game back started up and it goes from bad to worse. Like Tatum didn't score another bucket. Didn't score another bucket. What? He had 25. With 6 minutes and 43 seconds left, he finished with 25. Rough. Rough for me. That was the last leg of the parlay for me. I needed 26.5 points for Tatum. Oh, my God. Nuggets were up 110.97 when that long break happened. They cruised the rest of the way, 123, 111. But it was actually worse than that because the Nuggets brought in their scrubs with, like, 2 minutes left. The Celtics brought in their scrubs. Tatum only took two shots in the final six minutes and 30 seconds. And one was a 27-foot, like, heave with guys draped around him, which was an air ball. It was an air ball. Jalen Brown, after the game, as you might imagine, was pissed. He And that was their rim, by the way. It was their rim that it was bent. Not the Nuggets rim. They didn't get to switcheroo because it was only six minutes left to go in the quarter. This is what he had to say. Rim never got fixed.
1: Nah, it was no communication. Um, you know, obviously the rim got, I guess, a little bit level to the left or whatever, and they spent all that time to trying to fix it. But when we came back, it still looked like it wasn't even level, in, in my opinion. So it was like, you know, we just wasted all that time has an effect on the That's how injuries and stuff happen. And luckily, that didn't. But, you know, that was, that wasn't good. The whole process was handled poorly. Um, in my opinion, and that you know, had an effect on the game as well. Uh, but luckily, nobody got hurt.
2: Handled poorly, in my opinion. No communication. Tatum said, who's a nicer guy, the delay was just weird. I've never been through anything like that in my career. It wasn't like they could tell us how long we were going to have to wait because they didn't know. What do you make of these strange things in Boston that are happening? I don't know, man. Like it could just be a little mid-season hiccup. Who knows? Could be something indicative of something bigger. When they lose, Boston loses big, like they did to the Magic. When they win, they tend to win big. They play good defense. They're unstoppable offensively. We're going to know more, I think, probably in the next two to three weeks. But remember, Boston was 500 at the All-Star break last year. So next two weeks, they face the Mavs, the Nets, the Pelicans, in a seven-day stretch, so we'll have to... Keep it in our purview, as so they say. Things can get ugly fast. Also, there's rumors coming out that the reason Missoula won't get the interim tag lifted is because Boston's flirting with the idea of bringing back Ime Yudoka. You add that into the mix. Now the pressure cooker is on for our God-fearing, God-loving Joe Missoula.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,